turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. What's going on, everybody? It's another Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. The openings of uh, Breaking the Silence from Queensryche's Operation Mindcrime got a chance to um, see Jeff Tate this past uh, Thursday over at the Count Basie Theater in Red Bank, New Jersey. What a great show. It's a uh, Jeff Tate's uh, big show hits. He did that. He did a bunch of stuff from Operation Mindcrime. Uh, did a bunch of stuff from Empire, did a bunch of stuff from The Warning, did a bunch of stuff from uh, Rage for Order, newer stuff, awesome, awesome show. Jeff has a tremendous voice and uh, is still rocking it. I mean, the band is, it's it's all young, it's all young kids. They grew up listening, I mean, grew up listening. They didn't, They weren't even alive when these albums were out, but he puts on a fantastic act and uh, love seeing him, especially at a place like the Count Basie in Red Bank. All right, coming up in 10 minutes, Chuck Garrity from Death of the Fox Brewing is going to join me on the program. Chuck has a lawsuit that's still pending in New Jersey against the ABC and the governor. Uh, They're also opening a new coffee location that we're going to chat about. Uh, And hopefully we will, um, well, I'm sure he's going to do it. He's doing a version of Brew Jersey. And when you hear the name of this beer, you're going to love it and want to go out and get some. I certainly want some. So speaking of uh, who I like to call um, Governor McToothy, uh, here's the deal. So he's going to conditionally veto this bipartisan bill that passed unanimously uh, that lifted event and food restrictions imposed on the state breweries uh, later this year, a spokesperson said. Now, he says later this year, right, he's going to conditionally veto it. He hasn't signed it, hasn't done anything, and he doesn't have to. The bill can sit. Because it's a lame duck session, he doesn't have to sign it, and it doesn't become law automatically in 45 days. The bill has sat on the governor's desk since lawmakers said that there were unanimous votes in late June. Murphy intends to send it back to the legislature in hopes that legislators will support a version of the bill that eases the state's liquor license limits, That from, uh, which is a Murphy administration goal. Uh, Jennifer Shurantino, the spokesperson for the governor, says the governor unequivocally sports easing restrictions on New Jersey breweries, which is why he proposed these reforms himself earlier this year. However, he has been clear that our outdated liquor license system needs comprehensive reform, not a piecemeal approach. Uh, Shurantino said Murphy will conditionally veto the bill to add, <clears throat> excuse me, to add other liquor license reform provisions. Once legislators return to Trenton following November's elections, when all 120 legislative seats are on the ballot, the legislation is written would rewrite regulations issued by the Division of Alcohol Beverage Control in 2019 that, among other things, impose sharp limits on the number of events craft alcohol manufacturers can hold each year at craft beer uh, and barred them from serving all food, save token snacks like prepackaged pretzels. 
The reporter has it wrong there. The division suspended those regulations under a July directive, but they're due to resume on January 1. Brewery owners have opposed the rules and support the bill Murphy plans to conditionally veto. Eric Orlando, executive director of the Brewers Guild in New Jersey, says we were trying to get rid of this issue and take it away entirely by getting a bill to the governor's desk, but here we still are. It looks like we're going to be playing this out through lame duck. The governor has sought to rewrite New Jersey's Prohibition-era liquor laws to loosen and eventually lift population caps imposed on retail liquor licenses, among other things. Current law allows a municipality one retail license per 3,000 residents. The short supply of licenses pushing their costs into the hundreds of thousands of dollars, sometimes above $1 million. All right, so I've talked about all of this before. I'm not going to reiterate this whole thing. Last month, though, Murphy signaled he would not sign new brewery regulations into law absent those broader reforms. I think they deserve to have that freedom, but I want that to be part of a broader package, he said, of brewery rules following an unrelated event in August. The facts remain the same. We have Prohibition-era laws guiding our liquor license, and I find that unacceptable. All right, I, I agree with that, Governor. About the only thing I agree with. But... Murphy's liquor license plan was met with a frosty reception from lawmakers when introduced earlier this year. In fact, not only was it a a frosty reception, it was basically told it will never get out of committee. That's why they broke the bill up into three three separate issues and said, we'll pass the beer bill first because the breweries need immediate relief. And by the way, and I'm going to say this here, and I'd love somebody in the governor's office to refute me. The governor and his own people told the breweries what to do in order to get the bill passed. They did that. Now the governor refuses to sign it. He's a clown. He's a fraud. He's a liar. And if I were a New Jersey brewery and the governor's office called me and said, could you help with X, Y, Z? You know what I would tell him? I'd tell him to go pound salt. I'd tell him to forget about it. There isn't a thing that I would do to help this governor ever if I were a brewery in New Jersey. Ever. They bent over backwards the last three years for this governor. What has the governor done? The governor has shunned them. He's using them as a poker chip to get more, of which he can't get, of which he couldn't possibly get in six weeks when they come back. You think that's the first thing the legislature is going to bring up with six weeks left in the year? Not a chance. There isn't a chance that will happen at all. It is ridiculous. And Eric Orlando says it here. We operate on that on that rhythm in politics in New Jersey. Small businesses like this don't. Uh, a, a rhythm of, you know, w- when it's at their whim. They can't adjust and pivot that quickly, so I think we really need a signal sooner or later about what direction this is going to go in. And Eric Orlando is 100% right. How could you possibly be a small bre- a brewery in, this, in, in the state of New Jersey and plan for next year when you have no idea what's going to happen? None. Zero. Signing this bill would help them to invest in their businesses, to keep them thriving. And yet the governor says, no, it's all or nothing. That is absolutely ridiculous. Now, the Senate could push Murphy to act sooner by calling a quorum. In New Jersey, bills that sit on the governor's desk for 45 days or more become law when their originating chamber uh, chamber next calls a quorum. Neither legislative chamber is expected to reconvene before November's elections. So it's not going to happen. It's awful. It's bad for business. You're an idiot, Governor. You're an absolute idiot with a capital I. That's how I feel about this. We'll get more into it with um, uh, Chuck Garrity in just a couple of minutes. A couple of other quick things. Uh, Magnify Brewing. For over eight amazing years, the statement from them, Fairfield, New Jersey has been our home. A few years ago, we knew it was time to expand, bring the Magnify experience to another part of the state. We began looking for the perfect location to complement Fairfield. 
In early 2020, we found the perfect location, but the pandemic had other plans. Fast forward to today, we're now super excited to announce that the rumors are true. We're building a second location on Main Street in Medford, New Jersey, set to open in late next late 2024. The brewery will consist of a spacious tap room, outside beer garden, and production space to increase our capacity. We look forward to making Medford our second home and to expand the community we fostered in northern New Jersey to the southern half of our state. They will remain open in Fairfield. To have no fear. Um, this will be a separate brewery making separate beer that you can only get there. Um, they are incredibly excited, and I think this is a good thing for Magnify. They certainly have the money, obviously, or the capital to do this. Kudos to them. Congratulations, Magnify. Good luck on that one. On Saturday, September 30th, Vinyl Brewing is celebrating six years of Vinyl Mania running wild. Over the years, we've noticed how much you guys enjoy our Sour Week. We decided to bring it back for a day, six hours, to celebrate six years. They're also tapping a few new Adult Party Imperial Stout variants, some double dry-hopped IPAs, and more. Uh, You can check with their Facebook page on Vinyl Brewing for the tap list uh, this coming week. Westfield Hops, Saturday, November 11th, uh, 6 to 9.30 p.m. If you want to save money right now before midnight, 15% off your ticket price. Use the code HOPS. That's hops, H-O-P-S, westfieldhops.com. I'll be there again Saturday, November 11th, 6 to 9.30 p.m. Going to be a great event. Athletic Brewing has announced their classic non-alcoholic Oktoberfest. It's the fifth time they've put this beer out. Um, Sporting a new look in 2023, Athletic Brewing's Oktoberfest, a first-of-its-kind non-alcoholic brew in America when it was first released in 2019. It's available in six-packs, 12-ounce cans, for between $9.99 and $11.99, also available uh, on athleticbrewing.com for a little bit more money. It comes in at just 70 calories. Ashton Brewing, on Saturday, September 23rd, from noon to 10 p.m., they will be doing their Oktoberfest. They'll have a ger- German food contests, their annual beer tapping ceremony with the mayor, uh, and music with a lunch hour six-pack. Go to ashtonbrewing.com for more details on that. And then finally, Weldworks. Um, announcing some uh, Media Noche beers that will be out uh, for the uh, Great American Beer Festival. They're actually out now. Two of them you have to purchase via Eventbrite. By the time you hear this, uh, they may already be sold out. Now, uh, 2023 Media Noche on sale right now at the Weldworks Tap Room while supplies last. The beer is also available at participating retailers in 15 states, including New York and New Jersey and other surrounding areas, as well as Colorado. Uh this is a, uh, a, a a base recipe including the traditional media noche base combined with weeded rye, extended boil, and short-boiled media noches, and then a whole bunch of other stuff in there. There's notes of vanilla wafers, melted caramel, fresh chocolate chip cookies, oak, and hints of cinnamon pecans. Sounds delicious. The peanut butter cup media noche is available only through Eventbrite. Uh, that was blended with 10-year-old Eagle Rare bourbon and 12-year-old Elijah Craig bourbon barrels. Um, then there's uh, peanut flour, cacao nibs, luscious peanut butter cups, and prepare your taste buds for a downright decadent treat. And then finally, Tropical Media Noche, uh, which is, uh, let's see, uh, bananas, coconut cream, and pineapple. That's pretty cool. Um, you know, I had one more news story, but I'm going to save that uh, for Suds and Duds. It has to do with Lawson's Finest and something that they are doing, so we will get to that uh, probably in Suds or Duds, or if not, 
for next week's program. Now, when we come back after a short break for the next two segments, Chuck Garrity from Death of the Frocks Brewing will join me. We'll talk more about Governor McToothy and how his uh, short-sightedness of signing this bill is not is affecting New Jersey breweries. But also, we'll get an update on Chuck on his brand-new coffee-only location that's opening very, very soon. That's next on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer as uh, the Killers and their new single, Your Side of Town, playing right there. Got a chance to see the Killers uh, Saturday night in Asbury Park at the See Here Now Festival, and they were awesome. First time I ever saw them, and uh, just a tremendous, tremendous event on the beach. First time I've ever been to See Here Now. It's been going for a couple of years, and it was a lot of fun. Now, my next guest runs a brewery and a coffee joint that are in the same building. He's been doing great work on both the beer and the coffee. He's got a new coffee-only joint that's having their grand opening tomorrow on Monday. That is pretty awesome. Now, there's other stuff that we need to get into that the moronic governor of the Garden State is allowed to happen, my opinion. Let's be clear, this is the governor's fault, and I know that my next guest uh, certainly agrees with me on that one. Deathofthefoxbrewing.com is the website for more info on the brewery. Let me welcome back to the program uh, Chuck Garrity to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Chuck, how are you? I'm great, Al. Good to hear, hear from you. Uh, so you have been one of the most vocal opponents of Governor Murphy and his ABC enforced rules that, let's face it, they're coming directly from the governor. Again, that's my opinion. I'm sure that you would agree with me on that. Now that the governor has publicly said he will not be signing a bill that passed, by the way, unanimously in both houses because he wants more. He's going to conditionally veto the bill, send it back to the legislature to make changes. In your opinion, why do you feel that the governor is going down this slippery slope by not signing this bill? Uh, well, you know, it's, uh, I think that there's probably a, a couple of reasons for that, but primarily I, I, I truly feel that, um, you know, the governor, what he's doing is he understands the popularity of this bill. Uh, he understands that, uh, you know, the people in this state want great craft beer local in their neighborhoods. They love breweries. They love going to breweries. Breweries are a very different experience than going to, let's say a corner bar or even a restaurant, um, and, uh, you know, we, the, the, it's, it's a, it's something that, uh, that it's, you know, he, he is for whatever reason, when he first, uh, came on in, in 2018, uh, seemed to just start picking on breweries for no other reason than, I mean, it, it, it did not seem clear then really up until this point. Um, but I, I think that now we're really starting to understand what's truly happening here. Yeah. You know, the thing is, what he's proposing for his, uh, for his uh, uh, alcohol reform, his comprehensive reform, is very controversial. It's going to devalue uh, many, you know, thousands of licenses in this state. Uh, you know, it's it, unfortunately, you know, the, the licensing system is not great in this state. We all know it. Right. But it's certainly not something to hold the breweries accountable for. 
Um, and so what he's trying to do is he's trying to fix this overall very complicated, complex problem that has really been rooted for the last 80 years since post-prohibition. Um, and he sees an opportunity to capitalize on the popularity of the breweries. Um, and and I, all I can tell you is this, is that these rules came out of nowhere in 2018 and 2019. All these incredibly punitive uh, restrictions around events and, you know, having food options and all of that. Um, and then now suddenly, after getting a bipartisan bill passed through the entire legislature, which is very rare. Right. <laughs> Um, now he wants to say he wants to put on his cape and be the hero and say, oh, wait a second. I am, uh, you know, I want to I want to uh, undo all of these restrictions, but it's got to be on my terms with uh, all of this other, you know, removing population caps and a lot, you know, whole new licensing you know, st- uh, structure. And now it kind of starts to make sense, at least to me, that that, you know, why he did this in the very beginning, five years ago, um, because he's using us as pawns. He's using us as leverage in order to, and, and unfortunately, you know, we're now in a position where, you know, close to a dozen breweries have gone out of business right. uh, since the, um, the license conditions were passed um, in, uh, in 2022, in, in July. Right. And that's, that's really sad. So, so Chuck, you know, and to be clear, I'm going to a little quick little back history on this. Um, we're all in agreement that the liquor license laws need to be changed. And you're right. I think he's trying to undo 80 years of, of what has been going on in, in a year, which can happen. Now, the legislature has already indicated there's no way he's going to get what he wants. They tried to put in a, a comprehensive, massive bill uh, in January. It wouldn't even have gotten out of committee. So they decided to break the bill up into three different segments, passing the beer bill first, knowing that everyone was supportive of the beer part and said, all right, the parts two and three, we'll try and figure out over the next year or two, whatever it is. Now, for those that don't know, we're in a lame duck session here in New Jersey. The entire legislature is up for re-election in November, and they don't intend to come back until after the election. Normally, they come back sometime in the fall before the election. They're not doing that. They're going to come back after. So there's only six weeks here to get something done once they come back. And by the way, if they don't get anything done in six weeks, the, the bill dies, and you guys have to restart the process all over again. You mentioned the breweries closing, Chuck. Lunacy Brewing closed this weekend. They cited the bill not being signed by the governor as one of their reasons for closing, saying in part they can't invest in their business if they don't know how the rules are going to shake out. How are the rules affecting your business directly, Chuck? Well, you know, so many, so, so many ways. Uh, but I would say, you know, primarily what we have seen is, in, you know, significant revenue loss since uh, July of 2022 um, with, you know, the event restrictions. So, you know, the people just want to, when they want to go out on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, especially on weekends, we have seen a significant dip year to year from, you know, the, the days where, and nights where we have events where now, well, especially, you know, now that it's, uh, you know, we're having them again because they're saying they're quote, not enforcing them, whatever. Uh, but, but, um, you know, the, the thing is we have hard evidence that shows that, you know, the thing is, you know, people want, they love breweries, but they also want an experience, sure. you know, and we have not been able to provide that to them in a way that, you know, our brewery, Death of the Fox, we're always having live music. We're always having fun things for the community. We're having fundraisers. We're doing things that, um, 
you know, that, that drive not only traffic, but drive, um, you know, engagement in the community. And that's a good thing, especially in these days, you know, where you have people who are so isolated, you know, that to be able to come out and do things. And so that's what it's so counterintuitive. The other thing that I will uh, mention here mm. is that, you know, you mentioned that we're having a second location. Right. Uh, the second location is coffee only. Correct. And we're also having food. Uh, if you know, the, our, our brand is coffee and beer. It's, it's right on our t-shirts. It's everything that we do. Right. We are coffee. We are beer. We are death of the Fox. And unfortunately, uh, you know, we, the state has directly, uh, not allowed us to expand our business to have a second location that offers coffee and beer. So this is what, this is an example of how, you know, these, these, uh, these restrictions impact strategic planning and growth. Um, so, you know, what I've had to do is double down on my coffee side and not be, you know, which is, which is great. And we love roasting coffee on site. We're, we're a micro roaster as much as we're a micro brewery. Right. Um, but you know, it, you know, all things being said, I want to have both and I want to have multiple locations where I have both because our brand and our, you know, our, we know that we know our, our, um, uh, our business concept works, Of course, uh, but the state is now is not allowing us to do that. So that causes us to do things like, you know, when we, now that we have the second location, uh, we can't provide beer to our customer, right. which is really sad. Absolutely. Talking with Chuck Garrity, the founder and president of Death of the Fox Brewing, located in Clarksboro, New Jersey. Deathofthefoxbrewing.com, the website for more info. The new coffee location opens up uh, tomorrow, their grand opening. We're going to get into that in our next segment. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Uh, i got about uh, two minutes here before I have to take a break here, Chuck. Your lawsuit against the state, is it still ongoing, if I'm not mistaken? And what is the status on that lawsuit? Will you get your day in court before the end of this year? Uh, absolutely. It's very active. But uh, un- unfortunately, uh, I-, I I don't have a direct qu- uh, the answer for you mm-hmm. for the when when the lawsuit will be heard you know as you may know that there is a scarcity of judges right um and you know this is one of the things that is really putting a lot of pressure on the senate to reconvene and uh, confirm judicial appointments um and you know so but it doesn't look like that's going to happen anytime before the election if it does happen then suddenly our bill becomes you know the, the governor has to make a decision whether he wants to veto it or not. Right. But in terms of the timing of the lawsuit, I mean, it could be another year. It could be more than that. I mean, it is fully briefed. It is ready to go. The right. state, uh, you know, we the state responded to our brief. It's now just ready uh, to be heard uh, by by a judge. Right. Uh, but I we, we have no indication because of the problem in this state and the dysfunction right. in this state. Um, I mean, it's just so dysfunctional in so many ways, and it's and we see it directly, uh, especially with this, you know. And and regarding the lawsuit, you know, it, it's around a technicality that the state did not pass this, you know, they, they did not go through the proper procedures Correct. in issuing these license conditions and the special ruling. Uh, you know, they did not go through a public po- comment period. They did not go through legislative review. They just pushed this down and down the, bre- the throat of every single brewery, and that's what we're fighting for, that the state did not follow their own rules. Right. And also, it's it's a First Amendment issue. I mean, they did not, uh, you know, they're, they're restricting our ability to promote ourselves through media, social media, 
uh, through the event restrictions, and that's anti-constitutional. That's a First Amendment issue. And and you know that I am behind you on this 100%. We're going to take a quick break, but just to to, uh, piggyback on, on Chuck here, when he talks about the Senate coming back into session, if the Senate does come back in session before the election, they can call a quorum which would require the governor to either sign the bill within 45 days or it automatically becomes law if he doesn't sign it. But my guess is he's going to conditionally veto it no matter what and probably on the safer side, he's going to do it right away so that this way, once they come back into session after the election, that they'll either take it up or they won't. Now, let's take a quick break. When we come back with Chuck from Death of the Fox Brewing, we're going to talk about his new coffee shop that's about to open and also his version of Brew Jersey that'll be coming out very soon. That's next on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Have you been listening to this show for any amount of time? And we've been doing this for seven years now. Queensryche, one of my favorite heavy metal bands. And I uh, got a chance to see Jeff Tate again uh, this past Thursday. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer. Got a chance to see Jeff this past Thursday at the uh, Count Basie. Actually got to meet him. I did a meet and greet after the show. What an awesome uh, gentleman. One of my favorite albums, Operation Mindcrime. Uh, an album that got me through my senior year of high school. Uh, fairly, uh, it, it was a difficult year, let's put it that way, and that album uh, helped me to get through it. Now, uh, we are talking with Chuck Garrity, the founder and president of Death of the Fox Brewing, located in Clarksboro, New Jersey. Uh, deathofthefoxbrewing.com is the website for more information. Uh, before I get to the coffee shop, Chuck, you your brewery is doing their own version of Brew Jersey that Icarus Brewing started with the formula, uh, the recipe, and is encouraging other brewers to do it. Uh, that's coming out in early October. Um, I know that the state was having an issue with donating money directly from this beer to helping out the Brewers Guild in New Jersey. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming that's still in play. Are you guys going to be donating the money to something else, or are you donating it directly to the Brewers Guild, a portion of the proceeds? Uh, yeah, well, well, first and foremost, Al, I actually saw Queensryche with Def Leppard in 1988 in the yeah! round. Uh, so that was, that was a really cool show. That's that what was, I'm talking I about. I was like 15. <laughs> and that was the Mind Crime Tour, so yeah. it was really cool. Uh, oh, yeah. Good stuff. So, in, yeah, the, the collaboration. Yeah, so we are going to be uh, doing our own version of sign the bill. Bill um, that is going to be um, uh, released early October. We are going to, you know, absolutely uh, contribute. We can't say a percentage. We can't say, you know, the, the state is now, in addition to uh, kind of adding insult to injury, um, you know, providing uh, all of a sudden we are, you know, we can't raise money uh for you know by the sales of alcohol as it relates to this particular beer uh, they've called that out the abc so that's another that's a that's just another sign of their hypocrisy because right. you know we've done tons of, of fundraisers before we've done things for the california wildfires we've done things for alzheimer's we've done things for different charities united way um but suddenly they have a problem when it's directed right. uh, for fundraising. I, Chuck, so I'm going to stop you for a quick second. I'm going to I'm going to voice this. So this is not coming from you. This is coming from me. This is d- coming directly from Governor Murphy saying I'm uh, I I feel sore. Uh, they're making fun of me. They're whatever. This is coming directly from him to the ABC to you guys. A hundred percent. That's how I feel. I know you can't say anything. I know, and but. I'll say it because I have, no, you know, I have stake in this, but not, you know, from a financial standpoint. So I know this is coming from him. He's sore 
people are you know going after him with this, and and he's sore about it. So we'll we'll leave it at that, and I'll let you continue. What is your version goes, of the IPA? Egos are involved, right? <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, yeah. So our version of the IPA is kind of well, let's call it a little wacky and goofy, just like the laws of this state. So mm. I'll give you a little hint that okay. that's going to be the branding of the beer is going to be around the wackiness and goofiness of this entire situation. Good. Okay. I like it. Uh, and so we're using some funky hops. We're going to be using some Zappa hops. You know, are you a, are you a Frank Zappa fan? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that that's kind of a, that adds some wackiness. And, uh, you know, we also, we're going to add some Strata hops as well. Uh, that's got a really kind of a strong marijuana weed cannabis taste to it. Uh, so, you know, we know that that's near and dear to our governor's heart. And, uh, yeah, so that's, you know, we, we have some, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a good one though. And, uh, you know, what's interesting. You, you made that point that it has that weed like quality. So now earlier this week, or I think it was last week or whatever, uh, cannabis shops now in the state of New Jersey will now be able to sell food. They, they, oh yeah, uh, it's been a year, let them sell food or whatever, but you guys haven't been able to sell food since you opened it, since you opened your breweries, whether it was three years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, whatever. For some reason, you guys are not allowed to serve food, but at cannabis locations that have been open for a year, you're allowed to sell, now you're allowed to sell food. I think it's, it has to be prepackaged or whatever it is, but isn't that interesting? I'm surprised that they've yep. allowed the rules to be lax so quickly there, but you guys, it's not. Hmm? Yeah, I guess. Well, I, I guess you know we've uh, we kind of we kind of opened that door for them. Uh, why? Uh-huh. But we also know that one of the reasons why this governor was elected is directly was the cannabis issue. Right. So, which is which we all know if you follow has. Uh, has been fumbled let's say oh, yeah. let's use let's use a nice word uh about you know what's happening with the cannabis situation in right. new jersey but i you know there are a lot of there's a lot of frustration around that as well so i think they're just trying to throw anything they can at it so chuck <laughs> the, the, i i agree with you so chuck the new coffee shop is opening where is it located number one and i know you're having the grand opening uh, tomorrow on monday um what what is different from this from the new location uh, to the death of the fox, the uh, the Clarksboro location where you serve coffee there. Okay, so uh, so it's called High Grounds. So it's you know we didn't want there to be uh, brand confusion with Death of the Fox. People thinking that they're so it's High Grounds by Death of the Fox. We're located on High Street in Glassboro, New Jersey, right off the Rowan campus. So we have a great university down here. We have you know what Rowan has lacked for so long is a really terrific coffee shop, uh, you know, and when we have, you know, high ceilings, we see, we see about 85, um, you know, we have an on-site roastery, so we roast everything on-site fresh. Um, so, you know, we're, we're basically a, a micro-roastery, um, just like we are at Death of the Fox. So in Death of the Fox, we have the roastery on one side, we have the brewery on the other side. Here we have the roastery. Because we're not serving beer, um, we are, uh, alcoholic beer. I mean, uh, we, uh, we are serving food. So we're doing breakfast, lunch. We're doing a lot of, uh, like soups and things like that. Sandwiches, um, terrific food options. So that's, that's exciting. Um, and the really exciting thing about high grounds is that, uh, we are investing fully in the non-alcoholic, uh, market. So what we're doing is to kind of extend out, you know, the, um, you know, the, the option in terms of, you know, especially for college students and people who may be in recovery, mm. we're doing a 5K recovery run in a couple of months. 
Um, but essentially, uh, we're going to be providing non-alcoholic beer, kombucha, uh, cocktails non- or mocktails, as they like to call them, uh, hop water, things like that. Uh, again, that's, which is in line with Death of the Fox, but a little different. Okay. And uh, would we serve alcohol if we could? Yes. But, you know, the fact is non-alcoholic, the non-alcoholic market, if you've been to your uh, local liquor store, sure. uh, you probably have seen an expansion in non-alcoholic beverages, and we are investing in that. 100%. Now, you are, and you're going to be making the non-alcoholic beer, just correct me if I'm wrong, or are you going to be outsourcing it yeah, to another exactly. company? Yeah. Okay. Uh, beer and kombucha, everything from Death of the Fox. Um, so, yeah, we're still working on recipes and things like that, and... Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, yeah, it'll be, it'll be death of the fox, but you know, it, it'll, you have to get your buzz another way. Let's oh, no, way. I, I love it because, <laughs> and you're right, because the non alcoholic space is expanding rapidly. You know, you see all these things about dry January and things of that nature, but uh, I, I've noticed over the last year and a half that a lot more breweries, local breweries, and, and, you know, uh, ones in other states as well, um, aside from the athletic brewings of the world and et cetera, et cetera, are taking advantage of this non alcoholic space and saying, you know what, we can make one or two of these non-alcoholic and offer it to our customers, which I think is a fantastic option because maybe you got somebody that, you know what, hey, I don't want to drink tonight uh, if they're at a brewery or they're in, you know, in a coffee shop and they want to have something that's a little different from uh, what everybody else is doing, which I, I think is wonderful. Um, we're talking the about technology tra- is really, and I will say that, you know, it's not your, your father's O'Doul's. Right. I mean, the technology now to make non-alcoholic products has improved and tremendously and the beer is, you know, especially pier and kombucha are absolutely delicious. And, uh, yeah, yeah. So we're, it, it's, it's time, well, that's, <laughs> you know, that's awesome. I mean, and again, it's, it's all about investment and speaking of investment, uh, Chuck Garrity, founder and president, death of the Fox brewing located in Clarksboro, New Jersey, uh, joining me on the program. Uh, my last question for you here, any regrets about opening a brewery business in New Jersey? Is there anything that you would change if you had to do it all over again? The guys from Lunacy were like, you know what, we're going to open another business, but I would definitely not open a business in New Jersey. It is not business friendly. Any regrets about what you've done so far up to this point? You know, I have no regrets. I, I really I really don't. Um, I mean, other than the fact that, uh, I mean, you know, nobody has a crystal ball, right? Nobody, you know, when we opened in 2017, there was no indication whatsoever that we would have to be dealing with what we're dealing with. Um, however, you know, I tell people, it's like, I don't complain. I get, you know, I, I roll my sleeves and get to action. And that's why I'm so vocal. And that's why I, you know, stick my neck out. You know, I understand a lot of other breweries, you know, they, they look, you know, I, there, there might be some concern about, you know, we've seen that this state, uh, you know, they, they, they will get back at you. They tried to take away my coffee when I, when I, you know, stuck my neck out last time. Right. But I feel like, uh, you know, it's, I, I can't remain silent and do anything. Uh, I have to, you know, so what I've been trying to do is to raise awareness, to push back, to push back hard, uh, to have great, you know, I have a great legal team to be able to get things like, you know, what we've been able to do. Um, and then also to be able to sue the state directly as death of the fox. Um, and I feel like ultimately we're going to win. And, uh, you know, it, it, I feel like, uh, listen, if you're going to play in the majors, you have to be able to hit a curveball. That's right. Okay. That's um, right. So, you know, the COVID, the pandemic was a curveball. Nobody saw it coming. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this is you know, the, you know, the governor Murphy had we known. Yeah. You know, but 
I can't complain about that. I have no regrets. I listen, let me tell you, you know, we do well. The business is expanding. We have obstacles and we overcome them. Uh, but I love this business. I love this state, um, you know, and things will change eventually. You know, administrations come and go. Mm-hmm. And uh, but we we remain we we are uh, focused on being here for a long time. My guest has been Chuck Garrity, founder, president, Death of the Fox Brewing. They're located in Clarksboro, New Jersey. Deathofthefoxbrewing.com is the website for more info. High Grounds Coffee Shop. It opens in Glassboro, New Jersey tomorrow, right near Rowan University. Uh, Chuck, I love having you on this program. You're, you're always, you know, outspoken. You, you know, you tell it like it is. That's exactly what we need for more people around uh, around this world. It, it's, it's always a breath of fresh air. Uh, much success with the new coffee shop. Uh, I cannot wait for the uh, Save Jersey Beer to uh, uh, sign the Bill Phil uh, Jersey Beer to come out uh, in early October. I already know what the name is. I'm not saying anything to anybody. It is a fantastic (laughs) name. I cannot wait. Chuck, thank you so much for joining me. I do appreciate it. All right, Al. Take care. You got it. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Final segment of the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. A little walk in the shadows. Queensryche, Rage for Order. Got a chance to see Jeff Tate over the weekend. Um, uh, actually, on Thursday in Red Bank. Uh, see Here Now Festival was yesterday, which was an absolute blast. My legs are killing me, but well worth it. Um, we'll recap See Here Now next weekend. Uh, but Jeff Tate was just unbelievable. Uh, it's his big rock show hits tour. Um, got a chance to meet him, which was really cool. Uh, but, um, it was just, a, it was a great night. If you love Queensryche, if you love Jeff Tate, if you love a lot of the older Queensryche, there's some new stuff that's mixed in there as well. Um, but anything between like 84 and, and 90, yeah, you're going to love this show. It's a great show. Uh, let us dive in to Suds and Duds. There's a lot to get to here. Uh, Finback Brewing. I haven't had too many Finback beers in a while. Um, they are accessible in New Jersey, but th- their price point is a little high, which is why I usually don't buy uh, four packs of Finback. But if I do see it in a bar on tap, uh, it is certainly something I will try. Whale watching is one of them from Finback. Uh, super juicy, slight bite, very dank. Loved it. Um, that was on tap at Paragon Tap and Table. I was waiting for some takeout. Now, when I went home, I cracked open a can of Al Dente. Uh, this is by a Talea beer. Uh, we had the ladies from Talea on uh, not too long ago with um, Sam Calagione, of which at some point in the fall here, I need to get over to Talea and check out one of the locations in Brooklyn. First off, a nice light Pilsner, dry on the finish, dug it a lot. Uh, I bought this actually at uh, the Whole Foods that's actually across uh, right down the block uh, from my building here in Lower Manhattan. They just opened it a, a couple of months ago. And um, was checking out their beer selection. It's not the best beer selection in the world, 
Uh, but it is good with a lot of local stuff, New York, New Jersey, uh, other areas that they do stock the shelves. Uh, and actually, this Talea was actually on sale. Uh, so I got it at a pretty good price. And I love a good Pilsner, so it's always good to try um, some great Pilsners. And uh, this one is no exception uh, from Talea. Uh, then I had um, a Maybach that is on tap, a Paragon Tap and Table. I don't know if it's still on tap. This was a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but this is by OEC Brewing, Ordinum uh, Eccentri Corcoctoris. Uh, that this was an excellent Maybach. Every time I put it down, I wanted to pick it back up and drink it again. Like I didn't want to, I, I didn't want to guzzle it. But it was one of those beers where you were like, "Wow, I love the taste of this, and this is great." And just keep going back and back and back and back. And it's a fantastic Maybach by OEC. Uh, if you see it there, a Paragon Tap and Table, you should certainly try it because it is uh, well worth. Uh, having a glass or two of that. Um, and then I was at a Labor Day uh, barbecue that weekend, and these beers were right around Labor Day. So uh, one of my buddies was putting on a barbecue, and I had a couple of cans from Troon that I had purchased um, you know, some weeks ago and uh, brought them over because my buddy loves a great hazy IPA. So, you know, obviously Troon, no exception. I wept for eternity. Now, this was canned on the 31st of August. Uh, it's a hoppy ale at, uh, I'm trying to look here, 8.3%. Banging beer. Nice dry bite to it. Uh, really, really good. I think I still have a can of that left um, because I the last can of Refusing to Retire, uh, I we ended up finishing that, and that was just outrageous. I mean, Troon really does a good job. I, I have to give them a lot of credit. I know that there's people that hate on them, and you know they only have a certain amount of allotment, so you got to get in, and it's two minutes, and it sells out, and et cetera, et cetera. Look, I understand all of those things. I really do, but... Um, you know, the bottom line is this. They make a great product. It's working for them. They see no reason to expand. And and God bless them. And especially with all of the rules and restrictions and stuff that's going on with Governor Murphy, you know, in the ABC, why? It works. They make money. They're doing very well for themselves, I'm sure. I, I, I shouldn't say very well. They Their bills are paid. They have money to pay their employees. They have a couple or whatever, whatever the case may be. It works. God bless them. Good for them. You know, if it worked, if it's not broke, don't fix it. That's kind of the mantra, right? Uh, another brewery that does a fantastic job is Timber Rails. I have to get the owner of Timber Rails back on the program again. It's been a, it's been quite a while. Uh, Sunset on State and Maine. Now they make Timber Rails makes fantastic stouts, uh, absolute bangers. Look like motor oil when you pour it in a can, and they taste fantastic. But their IPAs, boy, I'll tell you something, they knock it out of the park. An outstanding double, nice hop, slightly grassy. Went down way too fast. Like, Timorel's that beer, I, I want to savor it, but it tastes so good that I just want to keep going. Um, th- it's great. And I got that can at Paragon Tap and Table. They have a thing. Four cans. I think it's uh, 20 bucks uh, for four cans, which is a fantastic deal. Yeah, if you get a lighter beer, obviously, you don't think maybe you're getting your money's worth, but you can get you can mix and match pretty much anything there, which is really great. Um, and then a buddy of mine brought back... Uh, I'm trying to think. Did I go too No, I did not. Okay. I thought I went too far on my list. Anyway, a uh, buddy of mine uh, whose uh, sons went to school with my son uh, in Clark um, brought me back some beer from West Virginia because his three boys go to West Virginia um, to college. So from Parkersburg Brewing, he brought me back Cell Block uh, 304, a decent brown ale, uh, off-carbonation, um, probably due to being in a growler for the week, for a few weeks and not being opened, um, would need to try again, uh, fresh off the tap. Um, 
It wasn't bad. But I think the fact that if it was in a Crowler, um, I could have probably rated it higher. Um, but being in a Growler, it's difficult. You know, they seal it. They tighten it as best they can. You're keeping it cold. And he kept it cold the whole way home. And then it went right into my refrigerator. But again, when you don't drink something from a growler, within a day or two, it does lose something. Um, the growler, obviously, is the better option because it's a sealed can. You're putting it in the can, you're sealing it, you're putting it in, and you're keeping the CO2 in there. So I, I think that's probably what it was. So I'd like to try something from them again. Um, but not bad. And Robville, thank you very much for the beer. I really do appreciate it. Um, the other beer from Talea that I bought, Sun Up. Good hazy, not juicy, just right, um, right on the money. Uh, I think it was right around 6%. Uh, nice beer. The ladies absolutely do some great beer. Their sour stuff, though, is very good. That's why i got to get over there to Brooklyn to, uh, to check them out. Crispy Crusher by Source. Perfect warm weather beer, folks. Nothing beats a cold, crisp cold, especially when you're sitting out waiting to go in for a concert. This was a beer I had at the uh, Foreigner Loverboy concert, which, by the way, Foreigner was fantastic. Loverboy, on the other hand, uh, we were afraid for the lead singer's life. I honestly thought that uh, he was going to have a heart attack on stage, uh, a little too heavy, and was not moving around that well, so not good. Now, you want a beer that's 2.6% ABV uh, and ha- and actually has a flavor to it and great taste? Uh, Hanzo by Alternate Ending Beer. Fantastic beer. If you're looking to drink something super light, still has flavor, like I said, on Untapped at Catulo. 2.6 ABV, hot humid day at a concert. This is the beer that you need to drink. Hanzo is fantastic. I should have bought two, uh, two four-packs of this. It's great. And then finally finished it off with a base camp lager beer by Upward Brewing. Perfect for an outdoor concert. It was absolutely fantastic. Love those guys. I cannot wait to get up to Upward again. And maybe it's one of these things where I'm just going to get in the car, take the drive, uh, you know, put my foot to the floor and, uh, you know, get up there for an hour and a half and uh, have a couple of beers on Beer Mountain and then, uh, you know, just kind of chill and then head back at night. Who knows? Maybe I'll do that. My thanks to everybody involved in the show, including my guest, Chuck Garrity from Death of the Fox Brewing, and of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson, back on the Joe Piscopo Show Monday at 6 a.m. This has been the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cheers, everybody.